Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Now, you know, this is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview some amazing people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their community. And I am so super excited with my special guest, Ira Bowman. Let me tell you a little bit about Ira. Ira is the owner of Bowman Digital Media and a project Help You Grow. He's been happily married for 20 years and is the father of eight children. Ira strives to help people build their businesses visibility via social media management and website development. He is a professional photographer. Oh my goodness, takes the most awesome pictures, videographer, and graphic artist with a flair for writing blogs and press releases. At the core, Ira is trying to make the world a better place. Be kind to all and give more than he takes each and every day. And Ira is my guest because he and I can geek out on social media all day long. Ira. Welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Antoinette, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am excited to have you back because, you know, the first time that we were together was that little TEDx thing we're talking about, right? The TEDx Wilmington. And again, congratulations. I listened to it. I loved it. You're just an amazing, amazing person. And when we first met, we had an opportunity to talk about your photography, which is where I want to start this conversation today. But I had no idea the amazing, you know, first of all, God's gifts are beautiful. You know, the landscape, the, the ocean, the, the, the sky, but you've captured, I mean, you've got it. You've captured some of the most amazing pictures, the most recently ones in Hawaii. Have you always wanted to be a photographer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like a lot of people you meet that are professional photographers, they grew up with a camera in their hand. Now, full disclosure, photography has been part of my family uh, for generations. My uncle is one of the most famous photographers in the country. But that, and I have several professional photographers in my family, including my dad, but that made me not want to do it, honestly. So in high school, when I started using a camera, I was using RCA equipment, video cameras. Okay. I was doing video work, not specifically not photography. So I never had like a dark room and I don't have experience with 35 millimeter film. Like most professionals, my age do. I really started professional photography, um, about 10, well, it's been about 15 years ago, I guess. I was in the print business and I needed to do photography work so that I could get print work, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. That so does that's, make sense. Mm -hmm. I, came, I came into it kicking and screaming is what I'm trying to tell you. But I do love photography. It's actually the way that I spend my free time. Um, it's something that I would do for free just because it's a, a mental escape. There's a, something about um, being behind the camera and now it's just me and seeing some of those gifts that God's created, like you were talking about and appreciating it and trying to tell a story. But some of the feedback that I get from people who see my photos is they go, you know, you have a way of taking something that's very ordinary and making it, me see it in a way that's interesting and taking something boring and making it intriguing. 
And that's actually what I love to do. So for me, it's about how can I present this bird or this tree or this rock or whatever in a way that you're going to go, oh, that's cool. Like I, I wouldn't have seen it that way. So that's that's what I'm doing with photography. And that is the true philosophy and the true passion behind a real a good photographer, you know, because we actually, you know, everybody thinks they're a photographer because they're walking around with a smartphone and, and they can use airbrush and, you know, make all these filters, but that's not the case. And, you know, um, it took me back to, you know, uh, negatives and, and the dark rooms because, you know, back in the eighties, um, that's what I love doing. I love being in the dark room. I love taking pictures in black and white and I had so many, you know, negatives and I'm people today, young people today have no idea what a negative is and how you can manipulate it, but yeah. because they can manipulate things so easily, you know, on these smartphones. So it's interesting that you said that you got into photography kicking and screaming, but what you did say made the perfect sense because photography and digital print media, they're partners. They a hundred percent are. Yeah. And so just so people understand, I spent over 20 years making my living in the print uh, and graphics business. And so in Las Vegas, which is where I really grew up, um, I was working for the largest uh, Reaper graphics print company in the world. And we, we were right off of uh, the strip. And so we would have famous artists bring in these mass, what we call masters of their artwork. And they would want us to reproduce them for a series so that they could sell them and maintain the master, right? So you've right. all seen like a picture series, maybe it's one of 500 or whatever, right? and you buy one of those. And sometimes the artist will sign it or whatever, but they keep the master. They can make another run. And so they have a money generator. Uh, anyways, so they would come in sometimes to our shop and they would want us to scan and print. But the original might be valued at like $250,000 or $500,000 or whatever it is. And we're looking at like a $300 scan project. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> for me to take the liability for $300 that I might ruin. Because even if I only ever just ruined one, that would ruin all the profit and every other job we'd ever done, right? So we used to refuse them. And then somewhere along the way, I had a conversation because I like to help people. I think you read that in my intro. I really do like to help people. I had a guy, he was basically a starving artist. And he goes, I really need this because I need the income. So I'm not going to be, you know, homeless. And I go, okay, let's figure this out. What can I do to help you get what you need without exposing my company to this liability? And the obvious answer was take a photo of it. Well, most people aren't that good with a camera. You're going to have warping and stuff. It's not going to, but because I have a background of photography in my family, I've learned a lot of stuff along the way, but also all that experience with the camera by itself. Right now I was doing video work, not stills, but anyways, you know, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure I could take the picture that you, the artist will sign off on and then we can make the replications. So I told him, I said, I'll take the picture. I won't charge you for it. I'll take the picture. And if you sign off that this is good enough quality for your re reproductions, then we'll charge you the $300 scan fee. You know what I mean? Right. So that's how it got started. Well, once I did it, the artist community, as you know, is very close knit. Very close. Yes. So word of mouth. We became the go-to place in Vegas for that type of work. So now all of a sudden I'm using my camera on a regular basis to do these things. And my work is starting to go up all over the place. And so it just spread like wildfires. And so that's where my, my camera work and my, my journey 
really began as a professional photographer and it wasn't about anything but just trying to get more print work <laughs> and that and you know and it's and it's great you say that because again you don't know the path until you start to, to make those steps so bowman digital media visual graphics designer but social media right linkedin branding you know, we're going to geek out on this before we take this break, because you and I, I'm like saying, when I first met you and you started talking, I was in my element. I was yeah. in my element. The love of social media, the love of digital media. How did that get, you know, I mean, when did that bug bite you? Okay, 2018. Again, I'm still in the print business and I'm a graphic designer. I designed the graphics for the print because you have to have a file to print. Right. So you either have to take the picture or you've got to create it. Or somebody's got to create it. Right. So I was working uh, in Vegas. I had a couple different niches, industries that I worked in, but a lot of the clients that I had were small mom and pop type shop companies. They didn't have a marketing department. They didn't have a graphic designer and staff. But, you know, I would talk to them about increasing their visibility. Right. And this is we'll go into social media here in a second. But talking to them about increasing their visibility. So they're like, cool, we need a, a vehicle wrap or a sign on a fence, or we're going to do something on the side of a window. They didn't have anything to print, but they wanted to pay me to print it. So again, with, with bootstrap companies or, or companies that right. aren't making millions of dollars, what's a value add that you can add? Well, for me, it was designing the graphics after hours and now I don't have to charge them because it's after hours, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and I still get the print business. So I, my company's still happy, right? Everybody wins. They get what they need. I, I got some new, a new skill. So that's where the, the, the graphic stuff comes from. It all comes from the print industry. In 2018, I had moved from, actually I'd moved from Vegas to Texas to the Bay Area. So there's a little bit of a jump there, but we'll skip to, I'm in the Bay Area working in San Francisco, okay? Mm -hmm. I could not get physically into locations to even show them what it is that we do to, to try to convince them that this is going to help build their business. So how do you get people that don't want to have an appointment with you because they don't know you to get to know you so that they'll have an appointment with you? Well, the obvious answer was LinkedIn. Right. The obvious answer was LinkedIn. <laughs> for me. So here I am I, at the time in 2018, I have 1,500, you know, uh, follow or connections. I only had 1,400 followers actually had 120 people that connected with me unfollow me but they were still connected I, right, I right, understand right. how that all worked <laughs> at the time but right that's where I was so I talked to a guy that I knew and I talk about this in my TEDx talk so you're familiar with it because you heard the talk but the guy's name was Michael Connor he helped me understand how LinkedIn works just from a, a high level right what is first level second level third level connections where they're there for what's the difference between a connection and a follower once I understood that now my goal was simple because I wanted more print business, I needed to increase my visibility. So I needed to get more followers and connections. That's what I knew I needed to do. I didn't know how to do it. He didn't tell me in that call how to do it. Right. right? He just made me aware that I needed it. But over that time, and this is where I launched Project Help You Grow. Project Help You Grow was not supposed to be a philanthropy. It wasn't supposed to be about helping job seekers find jobs and all the things it's been doing for the last four years. What it started out was, was a growth incubator project okay. and all it was going to be was okay Antoinette I don't know you and I don't know 98 other people but if I can get 100 people to join this project and commit that we would all be better off if we connected even though we don't know each other 
that would be, and the, the idea was just like a couple weeks. My thought was, and here's why. I looked back, I joined LinkedIn in 2009 and I had an initial like Rolodex, remember those? Right. Yeah, no, no. I, hey, I remember. <laughs> I had about 500 connections in my Rolodex that connected with me on LinkedIn that first couple months, mm -hmm. right? And then from that point forward for nine years, I was growing basically by a hundred people a year. Okay. So in my mind, <clears throat> the project, excuse me, the project was supposed to be, if I could get a year's worth of growth in like a week or two, that would be amazing because I'm trying to grow, right? Right, this is right. My baby steps. I'm thinking baby steps here, right? Anyways, I made a post about it because I didn't know how else to launch it. So I just made a post about my idea, looking for volunteers to join the project. Before the day was out, I had 400 new connections in one what? day. Wow. It was really, really popular idea because everybody was feeling the same pressure. Yeah. Because it was like, well, I need to grow, but I don't know how to grow. So that's what the name Project Help You Grow, that's where it comes from. Nothing to do with finding a job or any of that stuff. It had to do with how do you grow on social media? I want to help you, the project, help you grow. Because again, it was just supposed to be the short-lived thing. Well, I'm, I'm not the world's smartest person, but <laughs> I realized, I did realize, I'm like, okay, this is obviously much bigger idea than, right. than what I had originally thought. So I created a LinkedIn group to house the project. And as people came in to that, I was getting thank yous across the board. Everyone was like, this is really amazing. But about 50% of the people were asking me, can you help me find a job? Mm. And at the time, I had no experience with this at all. I'm not a recruiter. I'm not right, an HR right, guy. Right. Now, I had been a director level, and I had been a manager level. So I've been in a hiring role and a manager role for quite a while. So I had a basic idea of how the hiring process worked from that level. But I started making friends with a lot of recruiters. In fact, mm. my, very, my very best friend on on LinkedIn was a lady by the name of Kirsty Bonner. Now, unfortunately, she committed suicide a few years ago. Mm. So there's this tragic ending there. Wow, but Kirsty wow. Bonner helped introduce me to a lot of recruiters. So uh, anyways, through the project, I've interviewed people on my podcast and I've, I've had a lot of uh, research time. So I've learned quite a bit about this. But anyways, Project Help You Grow started in that whole process of growing on social media starting in 2018. By the end of 2018, I had 25,000 connections. And by mm. February of 2019, I reached the limit on LinkedIn, which is 30,000 first Wow. And so now I'm at 199,000 followers and 30,000 connections. Ira. Actually, I, think, I think right now I have 29,999. I have one opening. Sometimes people close their, <laughs> they'll close their account or maybe they get tired of me. I don't know, but anyways. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll have a spot open up by itself, which is kind of cool. Right. Because usually if somebody connects or sends me a connection request, I have to delete somebody. It, I have to right, delete somebody, which right. is what I do for you. But right now, I had one open up. I didn't delete somebody. It's just, it's there. So I'm like, I'm saving that spot. That like, is I amazing. Know, that, I know, you know there's somebody that somebody I wanted. Somebody out there. Okay, yeah. there's a listener out there that wants that spot. <laughs> and Ira, it's amazing because, you know, you're talking about LinkedIn. And I remember, I mean, I joined LinkedIn in 2005. 
um, when I got outsourced from IBM, someone said, well, you know what? You could go into LinkedIn, you can post your resume, you can look for a job, you can connect yeah. with other departments within, within IBM. And that's what it was. It was a, it was a find a job type platform. It wasn't yeah. the fun and the games like Facebook, well, and Twitter and the gram, but it was more the professional posting of jobs and, and connecting, you know, people to, to opportunities. Yeah, in fact, if you remember back then, and this changed really in 2017 when LinkedIn sold out to Microsoft. That, yes. There's a paradigm change right there. But before that, if you would reach out to me, and this is why the project was so important, because if you would reach out to me in 2016 and I didn't know you, I could report you. Yes. And you could lose your account. Yes. Yes. Right. Now there was a process, there was there was levels in between, right? Where right, right, right. Trouble and warnings and stuff. But eventually, if you didn't stop it, you could you could lose your account. So back then in 2005, 2009, 2012, 2015, all those years, the attitude on LinkedIn and the prevailing strategy on LinkedIn was this. The companies were the more important than the individuals. Exactly. So when you had a job, you represented, you were a representative of your company. It wasn't something you happened to work for a certain place. No. It was, that was your predominant thing. So you didn't see a lot of individual posts being made. Mm -mm. You saw a lot of companies making posts. And then you saw recruiters reaching out to people. Right. That, you know, hey, would you like to come work for this person instead of where you're at? Right. You know, that's, how, that's how it really worked. And so in 2017, when Microsoft bought it, it didn't happen right away, but it started to happen. You started to see more of the shift from the company to the, to the people. Yes. Now, if you go through your, anybody's feed and just scroll through their feed, 90% of the content is from the individual and from the individual's point of view, not from the point of view of the company. So it really has changed, which I think has made it far more commercially viable, honestly. And you're spot on because I remember, like you said, they were encouraging companies to have their employees post to make it more human. This was years before COVID. I mean, years before everything yeah. that it is now. And, you know, it was the idea of you posting. And a lot of companies, a lot of the Fortune 500 companies kind of wasn't too keen because they knew people would be posting during normal work hours. Right. And you weren't supposed to use your That's work right. computer for right. personal um, posting. And it was exactly was yeah, written you could get into, in trouble because yes, it was HR, written HR in. Would, HR would be monitoring your activities. In yes, fact, sir. Yes, sir. I got my hand slapped when I worked for a company <laughs> in Texas because I made a post. My wife sells something called Sensi. Okay. And Sensi? Oh, yeah. I love Sensi. Yeah, I love yeah, Sensi. Yeah, too. Yeah. They made a product called Sensi Go. Uh huh. It's portable, it's uh, battery powered. So it's, it was a total step away from anything they had done before because they had pods mm -hmm. instead of the wax. Right, right, right. But now this made it so you could take it with you. And I made a post. It was silly. I admit it. <laughs> but it was about, have you ever gone, had to go to the bathroom in public and it really stinks? <laughs> it's day and you need a sensing. <laughs> well, now you can have this sensing go with you and like in your purse or your backpack or whatever. Right. And at least in your little stall while you're using the restroom, you can have a reprieve from the stink. Now, I didn't say anything. I didn't use the word poop or no, nope, no, nope. you know, I wasn't grotesque, but I just, they didn't like that. And no. so they reached out to me and said, you have, they didn't say you should, you they need, didn't say we yeah, suggest, you, they no. said you have, you have to take it down. And I said, really? 
I said, show me that in my contract. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, and I know I because I was, I was, I, that's when I started blogging in 2012. And I remember, you know, I was teaching others how to blog. And I said, if you're going to be, make sure that you're not taking any photos in, you know, around your building. I mean, I would literally drive like, you know, with the photos, I love taking pictures and I would literally leave the campus and go into Westchester or wherever to take photos because I was not allowed to take any pictures that identified the building, yeah. identified the space, yeah. you know, and definitely never inside. Oh my God, you would have definitely lost your job if you took a picture on the inside. And I would tell people, don't do it. If you're blogging about whatever, whatever, make sure it's not on you because you could lose your job. And that's, yeah. you know, and it seemed like so long ago, but actually it wasn't that long ago. When it really wasn't. Now in 2018, you have to remember what I was doing. So in 2018, and this is after Texas, right? So the Texas experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even before that, I was doing photos because we're a visual business, right? Mm -hmm, Graphics mm -hmm. and stuff. So my company was actually okay. All the companies I've worked with in the, in the print industry were okay with me doing work-related, project-related, as long as it wasn't. So there are, you know, uh, NDAs out there with the non-disclosure Mm -hmm. agreements right so sometimes projects that we worked on we did have ndas right now, as a manager i was privy to those so i knew about that right so as long as i wasn't showing work that violated an nda they actually were cool with it because that helped them get more business that mm -hmm. was the mm -hmm. but that was never a major lane of uh work for our businesses that was always kind of a minor and also ran if you will so in 2018 is where i made the switch where i started making social media my primary source of prospect outreach if you're following what i'm saying right yes yes so now i'm making videos i'm designing graphics i'm doing things that traditionally i would have just taken from the marketing department whatever they're making. Right, right like no now that's not enough i need more fodder basically so now I'm starting to be a content creator, which is what the world calls it these days. Exactly. Back then, I didn't consider it content creator. I didn't consider myself a content creator. I just needed something. So mm -hmm. I started, you know, and I would go and I, here's a tip if you guys want to grow, right? If you own a business or you're working in a business where you're working with clients directly, a lot of those clients are looking to grow and increase visibility too. say, look, here's a win-win opportunity. I can get you on camera whether it's a picture or video talking about our project and how we helped you or show people pictures of how we helped you. Here's the before and the after that kind of stuff. Tag them in the post, tag their business in the post. You'll be amazed. Now. You are so I'm, spot on. You are. I'm a, so, you know, I'm a sales, so spot on. <laughs> I have a sales and a marketing background. Okay. So I I'm one of these weird guys that I understand both sides of it from a sales perspective. You have to understand that you have competition in almost everything, right? So one of the ways that you can endear them and help keep them from leaving that isn't have anything to do with price is help promote their business and bring them more revenue. Because the other guy who's a penny cheaper or a dollar cheaper, they don't have that relationship. They certainly don't have that goodwill that you can build. So there are ways to use social media that people, frankly, are still missing. Like it's- Wait, And you know, right we, we have to talk about that. We, we have to talk, I need you. We're going to take this quick break because yeah, when we come back, I want you to drop those gems because everyone is looking now. 
the content creators. You know, so funny, even when they talk about influencer and influencer marketing. So let's take this quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to Ira, not only about Bowman Digital Media, how he can help you. He's going to give you some gems, but also how you can work with him. So we'll be right back. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by simply using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. We'll be right back. Are you ready to join the billion dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO Antoinette Blake, and her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now, 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises Social Media Marketing and Consulting. And here on Out and About with Antoinette, every Wednesday at 1 p.m., I am interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing positive things in their communities. And today, my special guest, all the way from Vegas, is Ira Bowman. And he got me all excited because before the break, we were talking about digital marketing, branding, working with clients, content creation, influencer marketing. Ira, Ira, Bowman Digital Media is Ira. more than just social media management. It's more than just website design. It's more than just graphic design and photography, videotography. It is working. Growth by design. Tell us about that. Okay. First of all, just by way of where I'm at. I'm, I'm actually in LA. I grew oh, up in excuse Vegas. Excuse me. No, that's all right. I'm a Vegas kid. So still on the always... left coast. <laughs> yeah. Vegas is my hometown. Right. And I'm three out three and a half hour drive from where I am okay. to home. But, and I'm there, I'm, I'm in Vegas every month, pretty much. Like, like I'm there a lot, but I live and work in LA. So um, growth by design is simple. Okay. Growth by design is if you're in obscurity, people aren't going to, do business with you because they don't know you exist so how do you raise your visibility so that you can gain influence there's too many businesses out there who don't think about it because especially if you're from my generation or older in the old days what we would do oh, is we, would, <laughs> we would buy a location on a busy street or next to a major thoroughfare right and that was one of the ways that we would increase our visibility yes and the other thing that we would do if we're gonna throw it back to generations gone by is we would buy an advertisement in the yellow pages <laughs> we would advertise in the newspaper right we might buy an ad um in like a coupon book yes or even you know mailers would go out you know those are the things that we would do 
But here's what I want to challenge everybody with. If you're really trying to increase your visibility, there's only one place and one place only that you can find billions of people every single day, and that's online. But even more than that, if you dig, I'll just go in a step further. Where online are they, Antoinette? They're in two places online by the billions. Social media, search engine optimization, search engines, right? Mm -hmm. Google, mm -hmm. DuckDuckGo, mm -hmm. Bing, mm -hmm. Yahoo still exists. I Yahoo mean, still these, exists. Yep. There's, all these, there's all these places, right? So the thing that most people aren't thinking about because they never needed to, and this really with COVID, there, there has to be a paradigm shift in your minds if you're running a business because the world is different post-COVID than it was pre-COVID, okay? Now, I don't want to talk about COVID and get people all riled up, but certainly most people, no matter how you feel about COVID and vaccines and all that stuff, will recognize that the world, the working world changed where you have so many more people working from home. So many more things are happening remotely that were happening in person before. Networking events, a lot of them are still virtual. You know what I mean? Before COVID even happened, these numbers were true. People were on social media by the billions. Mm -hmm. People were on search engines by the billions. Mm -hmm. But it was just one of those things most people didn't think about. But now, with so much less ver uh, real world stuff, this mm -hmm. becomes critical. And it's only going to get more extreme. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're a business owner and you want to increase your business and you don't have any social media strategy or any search engine strategy the very first gym i can give you is start to make one okay and you don't have to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars to create some strategies if you have a little elbow grease or you have an employee that has a little extra time and even if you don't i will tell you this is a side topic, but it's what I'm doing right now. Bowman Digital Media, we just launched a summer internship program. I saw that. I had over 50 people apply. I picked 13. Now, I've already actually eliminated three because if you've ever read the book, The Go-Giver, uh -huh. I have, I love that book. He makes them commit, the person commit in the book to doing the work that he teaches them from this lesson before he teaches them the next lesson. And if the guy does right, it, right, right. he has to commit to be honest and, and the program stops. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that same thing. Good for you. Now, here's what I'm doing. I'm trading, and this is something that you guys can do or something like it. You can adapt it how it needs to adapt. But these 10 people are volunteering for me 10 hours a week. They're going to do some work for me for 10 hours a week. Mm -hmm. and in exchange, I'm giving them one hour of a deep dive lesson on digital media. So we're running the gamut. This last week we did social media graphics setup mm -hmm. and how they how that works. Now this week they're going to spend 10 hours creating social media graphics for Project Help You Grow, Ira Bowman Photography and mm -hmm. Bowman Digital mm -hmm. Media. Okay. Right, 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 right. So that's the trade. But guess what that is, guys? That's free labor. Mm-hmm. That's a way to get, uh, if you are too busy as a small business owner and you have too many things on your plate, that's a way that you can get some help at a fair exchange rate. 
right, 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 right. You, it's, you're giving, and you know what? The knowledge, the experience. Right. They don't have to pay to go to school. No, not at all. And that and is. Here, here's some other things that I've committed to them. If they run the full program, I'm going to write them a letter of recommendation. Bingo. Also, also I've already endorsed their skills because now yep, they've been on LinkedIn. Yeah. And they can list some of these people are unemployed. They can list. So now yeah. they have a stopgap for that employment because now they have an internship that they've participated in. So it, people aren't going to say, why didn't you have a job for a year and a half? Right. I, I saw that. And I was, you know, first of all, I saw it. I was so impressed. I almost signed up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I want to work with Ira. I want to work because to me, knowledge is, is amazing. I mean, I, I can have, some people, brick. I have yeah. some people with marketing backgrounds, but it's more traditional. And exactly. Like, exactly. I, I've been in this space for like this many years. But is it cool? Because I need to learn the social media part and we're doing and web changes, development and it and, changes and it changes and you you know yeah. i i've been doing social media uh, management since 2015 or something like that but let me tell you something Ira, every day i learn something new there's always something going on in the in yeah. the social media realm in the podcasting realm in the blogging realm just because everything is happening nothing is just stopping and you can always pick up information and tidbits well, that's going to help you so this is great here's something that most people don't know the version of LinkedIn that you're running is not necessarily the same version of LinkedIn, LinkedIn that I'm running. And the version of LinkedIn you're running on your phone or your tablet, your app is different than the version that you're running on your desktop. A lot of people don't know that. But again, back in my day, I'm, like, I'm, only, 40, I'm only 45. This I know. And I'm like, I'm like but, older than you. <laughs> but I always feel like I'm talking to people and they always think I'm old. Like I'm only 45. But websites used to shut down for maintenance. They used to be oh, closed yeah. well, for maintenance. And why they did that is so now everybody has the same user experience across <laughs> the board. That's not the case. When was the last time you saw LinkedIn shut down for maintenance? It doesn't. And if, and if, ever, and if any of these platforms shut down, people lose their ever-loving social media minds. And that's yeah. why I tell people, don't build your business on a free platform. Use right. social media as a driver to that's your exactly website, right. to your blog, that's to exactly your podcast, right. to your brick and mortar. Reach it. Because, yeah. man. So what is, the, what is the goal? So we're saying in, increasing sales by design right? That's bone okay, vision. Okay. That's what we're doing. Okay. You have to have a website, period. Yes. Point okay. blank, you period. You have to have a website because that is the, that's more important. And this might hurt some people's feelings. I'm sorry. It's more important than your physical location. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the future, if you've not heard of web three, you just need to look up web three in the future, this thing, just so everybody can see what's coming all the stores are going to be virtual. You're going to walk into a door or a location with these goggles on goggles. Your face, yes. And you're going to interact. You're going to try on clothes. I know it sounds crazy. You're going to do all this stuff virtually. So the web three, what makes web three different than the current ideation of the internet that we're on now mm -hmm. is the extra sensories, right? So mm -hmm. touching, having a glove or something yes. on that, that can you now you can touch it having odors yes i can't wait for smell of vision i used to talk about smell of vision like back in 2007 i was like because i did youtube videos where they're yeah. cooking and i was well, like oh my god i wish we had smell of vision so you could smell what i'm let cooking me, <laughs> let me blow your mind even more hey tasting stop it 
Casting will be a part of it too. Now, how, okay, I'm going to explain how the technology is coming along. You've all been to an old soda fountain where each thing you pushed was its own, like Dr. Pepper. Right, right, right. Oh, that's gone now. That's gone. Yeah. Okay. Think about that machine. Now just take that to the next level and you've got something here at your house or your computer that oh cartridge exactly it's, oh my it's, gosh it, 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 it is a it is a uh what am i trying to say like when you when you bake a cake you've got the you've got the um what is that called recipe the right? recipe it's, right it's a recipe right so you've got these cartridges they're known commodities just like in in my world designing we have hex codes for colors mm-hmm. and just like and, senses right? you had yeah. candles and smells the whole the whole thing the whole right thing so is gone. there i'm telling you most people don't think out this far and they don't understand where it's all going, but that is where it's going. So if your whole business model is based on what we used to do and from the, like you have a third generation company and this is our hundred year history, uh-huh. I'm telling you Ford plants don't run anything like the original Ford no, plants. Why? No. Because they had to adapt. You have to adapt. Your website not only needs to be created, it needs to have SEO work being done. What does that mean? That means somebody needs to be curating your content on your website who actually understands SEO. Right. And it isn't one of those things where you just hire somebody to do SEO for one day and they you pay them 10 grand or whatever you think it's going to cost. Oh, one day for 10 grand, I'll take that job. No, but, <laughs> but it isn't, that actually wouldn't be helpful. No. I could do every trick, every technique that I know to help somebody with SEO for one day and it won't be helpful because SEO, it's kind of like the gas in the car. Consistency, you have to, you have to make sure there's gas in the tank and it, you know, there's only so much at a time that really will you be can helpful. Build, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? But you have to keep adding the gas in the tank if you want to keep running the car. I, re- I am like geeking out. I am like so psyched. I'm like, we could talk all day because I love you. I love this topic. I know that I got to bring you back first and foremost. I need to bring you back because yeah, I could talk forever. Yes. No, so, well, I could too, but I just love you. I mean, you're just amazing. You're amazing. And I need, tell people how to connect with you. I mean, then, you know, and pretty, I know you're in this program. Easy. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty, I'm pretty You're easy on LinkedIn, find. Ira Bowman. <laughs> but I have irabowman.com. So, you know, that, if you want That's to see, my, if you want to see my pictures, go to irabowman.com. Um, and you want to see his pictures. I have a, I have 115,000 or so followers on Instagram. I haven't checked today to see what the actual number is, but the last time I looked, it was 115,000. But so you can find me anywhere. You can find me bowmandigitalmedia.com. That's for if you want help with your social media management. We didn't really even talk about that, but let me- That's why I'm bringing you back. I'm gonna bring you back. Yeah, let me give you guys just a couple quick tips for social media, right? First of all, too many people are focused on creating the perfect content and not spending nearly enough time making comments. Let me give you this tip number one. Say that again. Don't be selfish. Be selfless. Be a giver. Make comments. In fact, I recommend you go to people with really large- profiles and make comments on their posts on a daily basis. Why? Because you could spend an hour creating this perfect image or making this perfect video and editing it. And now it's great, but you have 500 followers and how many people are going to see that video? Like 10. Okay. Or you could go like on a Simon Sinek post. He's got 6 million followers and every post he makes gets seen by a million people. Mm-hmm. You could make a comment on his post and be seen by 50,000 people, mm-hmm. hundred thousand people mm-hmm. in an hour, in an hour. So what is better for you to be seen by 50 to 100,000 people in an hour 
or to spend an hour making this video and posting it and being seen by five or 10 people. You know what I mean? But most people don't think about it all the way through. So make a lot of comments. It'll help you be seen as somebody who's a giver, not a taker. Exactly. And then when you make your, when you make your posts, you'll be seen by more people. Why? Because through those comments, you're going to get connection requests and you're going to grow your platform. Understand LinkedIn. If you don't have a lot of connections, you don't have access to most of the platform. Why? This is what the epiphany that I had in 2018. Why are there first, second, and third level connections? They're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. They do something. When you understand that, now all of a sudden you'll get, I hear this fallacy and it's completely not true. This fallacy that it doesn't matter how many connections you have. That is crap. That is absolute crap. It 100% matters on LinkedIn only. Right. It's exactly. Only, exactly. The only platform it does matter. But trust me when I tell you, I do this for a living and connections are extremely important. You need to build your following. Watch my TEDx talk. Yes. 18 minutes long. You can find it on my website. So if you go to bowmandigitalmedia.com, go over to my media kit and then scroll down to the center. That's where you'll find the TEDx talk. And so with that, I know we're short on time, so I'm going to stop. But trust me, I tell you, social media is super, super important. Search engines are super, super important. So SEO by extension becomes super important. If you guys want to grow, not everything requires money. Mm -mm. So there are things that you can do for free. Want to learn things for, that you can do for free to help yourself out? Go to my TikTok. Watch my TikTok videos. There's some free training. Oh, I love it, Ira. Ira, yeah. I need to bring you back. I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to bring you back because there's going to be a part two and a part three to this, because again, people want to grow. Um, yeah. They know, you know, this is a different world. You know, this is remote world. This is digital. This is virtual. And, you know, it, we have to stay, you know, if we don't evolve, we'll become extinct. Right. And everyone wants to evolve. They don't want to lose their business. They don't want to lose their brand. And, you know, fortune 500 big businesses came into the game late. I mean, I think regular folks, you know, college students, you know, regular people with small businesses, entrepreneurs, whether they were baking cakes or, you know, doing insurance or, or taxes, they knew about branding and the importance of social media way before, like the conversation we had big business. They didn't want you to, you know, post anything. They didn't right. want you to show anything. They didn't, you know, until they realized, Hey, I found got to be I humanized. That, I found that to be true too. It's like, it's almost like their, their previous success for hundred years or whatever, worked against them because they're like this exactly is the this is the way exactly. we've always done it and it's always worked and then what happened that you know like i said it was a paradigm shift but when the basically whole country the whole world was Shut now down. Mm -hmm. frozen and our homes to try to minimize see it right then it became pretty obvious and you saw a bunch of people shifting. Yep. 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 So I was so thankful that you, you know, gave me some time um, on the show today. I appreciate you. And again, this is not going to be the last time I have you on um, because there's just so much we can cover. And again, I geek out on social media all day, every day. So you're going to definitely be back. So yeah. before I let you go, is there, you know, any words of wisdom or anything last minute thing that you'd like to tell um, the listeners today? I will say this, if you guys are looking for an opportunity to meet people in person, now I know you're in Delaware, so this will require a, a <laughs> but plane. But this is heard all around the world. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So I'm going to be having this event on August 4th. It's called the SoCal, Southern California, mm -hmm. SoCal Business Network Supercharger. Admission is free. 
okay? I am having speakers. Right now I have 10 speakers signed up. So what we're going to do is we're going to have speakers. They're going to give business tips on how on all, a variety of things that you could do to improve your business efforts. But also we're doing two networking sessions. So it's a whole day thing. It's from nine to five. I'm going to be even providing lunch. So if you come, not only will you get coffee in the morning, you'll get lunch. In the, again, it's 100% free. If you, awesome. oh yeah, you would have to pay to show up. But okay. I'm looking at also making, I'm thinking about how I can bring this online too, via video. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that worked out yet, but you might just want to get on my sign. I have on the uh, website, Bowman Digital Media, mm -hmm. go to um, the about, and then it's, it's there in the about section called SoCal Business Network Supercharger uh, that has on the landing page, it has a, a contact seven form that you could fill out and basically get on the email list. And I will let you know if this oh, that's great available digitally. But also if there's somebody out there that's looking to build their speaking credential and you want to be a speaker for the event, I actually have some slots still open. Oh, so, uh, hello. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mainly looking at you, Antoinette. <laughs> I know. I'm mainly looking at you. Like, all right. Now. So. <laughs> that is something now what do you do with that this is the nugget you're going to be on my website you're going to see the media kit you guys should be having things like this built for yourself mm -hmm. this is material that you can use on your own media kit to create what we call in marketing leverage mm -hmm. okay so that's the nugget probably not the nugget everybody thought i would leave but I'm looking forward to no. That's a nugget that I me. want because I, yeah. we, you and I got to connect because I have a one sheet media kit and I need to clean it up. So I'm going to come to you and definitely, you know, the August thing. Let me know. It's before my uh, 32nd and wedding anniversary, so it might turn into a vacation. And yeah, well, and it's going to be near the city of San Diego. It's going to be in a town called Escondido, which is the next. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But it is a beautiful place to vacation. All right, so no, okay, we got we, yeah, we, we got to talk because uh, we're set, we celebrate our our thirty second anniversary. I think about think about a, a a a cruise, like an evening cruise, dinner cruise for the night of your anniversary. Mm -hmm. You know, seeing the sunset over the ocean as opposed to you know what I mean. Ira, because we're over on this side where the sun goes down over the water. Look, and and the pictures, people, you've got to check out Ira. These pictures <laughs> will give you life. I mean, when you having a bad day, just look at those pictures and you will say, God's gifts are truly amazing. Yeah, and Ira has captured them. Ira, thank you. Thank, thank you so very much. I truly appreciate you. And again, this is not going to be the last time that you're on the show because we need to connect. And I will connect with you uh, about the event, upcoming event as well. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me. And I look forward to coming back. We have so much more to cover. So stay tuned, everybody. That's right. And thank you for listening to today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette, because every week I have the privilege and the honor of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware. And today, Iris from sunny LA, and he is doing amazing things. So if you would like to be a guest on Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my vlog by simply using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. 
Thank you for listening. And please share this episode link with your family, your friends, your bae, and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe, and stay social because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya. It's the DE Diva, aka the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye.